WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Reese Armstrong. Today is July 6th, 2021. City of Urbana facilities fully reopened today after over a year of limited service due to the pandemic. The city council will resume in-person meetings this evening at 6.30 p.m. for the first time since March 2020, and individuals will no longer need to make an appointment in order to access certain facilities. City departments will now be open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, while the police public service desk will be staffed from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. All unvaccinated people are still required to wear masks in public spaces and maintain social distancing as part of the commitment to keep Urbana safe and healthy. The Illinois Department of Public Health stopped announcing daily COVID numbers a few weeks ago, opting for weekly updates due to daily numbers being low. However, according to ABC News, experts are now warning officials that this decision could have negative effects. Experts are saying that closing down testing and vaccination sites could potentially hide new dangerous outbreaks and create a false sense of security, leading people to not get vaccinated. As of Friday, 72% of Illinois adults have had at least one dose of the vaccine, but vaccination rates are continuing to fall. Stopping daily updates could also produce distorted data that may not allow experts enough time to find and stop surges. On Friday, Illinois public health officials continued to warn that the Delta variant is spreading fast in Illinois and advised unvaccinated individuals to continue to wear masks and take precautions. The remainder of the Florida high-rise that partially collapsed in June was demolished late Sunday night. Structural engineers for the city of Surfside determined that the condition of the building was not safe for search and rescue teams to continue operating. Residents who escaped the building were not allowed to retrieve their belongings due to stability concerns, leaving those who fled the collapse with nothing but what they had with them. Tropical Storm Elsa, currently off the coast of Florida and expected to make landfall tomorrow morning, has caused multiple pauses throughout the search process. Due to high winds and heavy rain, officials worried about the stability of the remaining section of the building, opting for a preemptive demolition. Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava said the demolition will allow rescuers to safely search all sections of the debris pile. Since Sunday night, four more bodies were recovered, bringing the death toll to 28. 117 people remained unaccounted for in the collapse. As the U.S. military's withdrawal from Afghanistan enters its final days, policymakers and officials within the defense and intelligence communities have expressed concerns regarding the potential long-term strategic consequences of the withdrawal plan. Chiefly, military and intelligence officials in the U.S. and abroad have expressed a widespread doubt in the Afghan government's ability to maintain order within the country after the departure of coalition troops. Just last month, the Wall Street Journal reported that a number of U.S. intelligence agencies had authored reports suggesting the surge of Taliban-led insurgent violence that has been accompanying the withdrawal could topple the official Afghan government in a matter of months following the departure of coalition troops. Additionally, many observers have expressed concern over the lack of clarity regarding the Biden administration's plan to withdraw ground troops. Although the administration has already committed to maintaining a small contingent of troops within the country to temporarily protect the U.S. Embassy and the airport in the capital city of Kabul, 
it has yet to announce definitively how long these additional troops will remain, or how either locations will be protected when the additional troops are eventually withdrawn. Regardless, the Biden administration has maintained that all U.S. troops will leave Afghanistan on or before September 11th and put an end to the nation's so-called forever war before the end of the year. Last Saturday, an art exhibit titled Homemade with Love, More Living Room, concluded its run at the Cranert Art Museum. The exhibit utilized a variety of media types that centered black female perspectives relating to interior design and the creation of home spaces. Included art was created by local middle school students, black women artists already featured in Cranert's collection, and artists from St. Louis and New Orleans. The exhibit was unique in that it expanded over time, as more artists participated and contributed art that highlighted the creative experience of black femme identities. Cranert's current exhibits include highlights from the Works Progress Administration, Pandemics as a Portal to Change, and Art Since 1948. On August 26, two new exhibits will open, one on Louise Fishman drawings, and another on the photography of Hal Fisher. An exhibition on disability awareness in academic and cultural institutions is slated to open in September. That's all for today's news. Contributing reporting for this newscast was provided by Mac Dudley, Kayla Mish, Justin Malone, Barrett Wynn, and Tori Gelman. Our interim regional editor is Tori Gelman, and our interim political editor is Owen Henderson. Our deputy news director is Emily Crawford, and our news director is Justin Malone. For WPGU News, I'm Reese Armstrong.